Hey y'all, happy Tuesday. So if you are not following me on Instagram or Twitter, make sure you go ahead over to Twitter. I am Rhonda Mary. I'm also on Instagram. I have Rhonda underscore Mary and Rhonda Mary vids. Some form or version of Rhonda Mary because y'all know sometimes they be kicking me off and doing all this other stuff. And so get little tweaks here and there, but that's okay. So if you're not following me on those platforms, make sure you go ahead and go to those platforms and hit the follow button. Hello to everybody coming into the room. Thank you so much, the Ryder Walker, for the $10 super chat. Hey, King BJ. So as people come into the room, you know, let me know that you are coming into the room tonight. <coughs> Excuse me. Tonight, we have a couple of things that we are going to talk about. Things are really heating up going into midterms, okay? Um, we are basically living, I mean, at this point, America is just a huge theater stage play, okay? We're just watching something on Broadway. I mean, imagine like we're in the dead middle of your favorite novel, like at this point, I don't know, it's like a running TV series that you just can't get enough of and you kind of know the next move. You really be knowing the next move and then, you know, they'll pop out with something and be like, dang, but this, this is a little different. Okay. So tonight we're going to talk about it. Hey to everybody coming into the room. Hey, Shaq Weiler. Hey, Doug. Thank you for the $5 super chat. Hey, Little Rock. All right, y'all. So let's jump right into it. Let's go ahead and take a look at this article according to AP News. If you hadn't heard, okay, this is unprecedented. We had a former president that was, uh, uh, can you call it swatted? Swatted, raided. I think those are synonymous. Um, but basically raided by the feds, raided by the federal government, the FBI. This is according to AP News. Trump says FBI searched a state in escalation of probe. The FBI searched Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate as part of an investigation into whether he took classified records from the White House to his Florida residence. People familiar with the matter said Monday, a move that represents a dramatic and unprecedented escalation of law enforcement scrutiny of the former president. Trump, disclosing the search in a lengthy statement, asserted the agents had opened up a safe at his home and described their work as an unannounced raid that he likened to prosecutorial misconduct. The search intensifies the months-long probe into how classified documents ended up in boxes of White House records located at Mar-a-Lago earlier this year. It occurs amid a separate grand jury investigation into efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election and adds to the potential legal parallel for Trump as he lays the groundwork for another run. Familiar battle lines forged during a four-year presidency shadowed by FBI and congressional investigations quickly took shape again Monday night. Trump and his allies sought to cast the search as a weaponization of the criminal justice system and a Democratic-driven effort to keep him from winning another term in 2024. 
even though the Biden White House said it had no prior knowledge of it, and the current FBI director, Christopher Wray, was appointed by Trump five years ago and served as a high-ranking official in a Republican-led department. These are dark times for our nation, as my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago, in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents, Trump wrote. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. And so the main thing that's happening here is that people are wondering whether this is political and what exactly is on these documents. Now, what I find particularly interesting is that there were talks about this back in February about, you know, Trump possibly having these documents at the mar largo estate about, uh, well, I don't even know how many boxes at that time. He told the FBI that he was going to cooperate with him, to my understanding, already turned over boxes to the FBI, but they felt suspicion or they felt the belief that he still may have had other documents there and decided decided to rate to raid his home now some people are highlighting the fact that the person that he appointed uh to fbi was the one that would have had to sign off on this raid um christopher ray which is actually someone who he spoke highly of uh when he uh, declared this um, appointment for Christopher Ray to the FBI. <sighs> These people are really heating up and getting messy going into the um, going into the midterm. So let's talk about my thoughts a little bit about this because first of all the fbi is gonna need a dang good reason of why you went into this man's home especially if you believe that he is possibly going to be running for uh you know running for president again not only does it look look not only does it look bad not only does it further the stain as some people already believe is on the fbi but of course you will be able to paint this as persecution as people uh picking on you as the swamp as people playing dirty politics and what makes it even worse is that all of these people with dirty hands are pointing their fingers. I find it very, very, very extremely hard to believe. Doesn't mean it's not possible, but I find it extremely hard to believe that the FBI was going to go in here and raid a former president and the Biden administration knew absolutely nothing about it. It is just extremely hard to believe just for the simple fact of everything that would come with it, the uh, storm that would come with that, with it, the possible ramifications, and just the lack of communication. Um, so And then we turn around and everything that we see that is going on, going into midterms, it can absolutely 100% 
seem like a political play. And a lot of people are thinking it's a political play. And I want to say rightfully so. When you look at a president that has been through the impeachment process twice at this point, um, possibly millions, okay, estimated to be millions of dollars of taxpayer funds that were put towards this impeachment process. And he was acquitted twice. Now, if you look at what is actually the, now, if you look at what is the punishment for if they are to find that he was keeping these um, documents there, even if there were documents there, if there is no actual like criminal intent of him sharing those documents, sharing those documents with foreign entities, this doesn't even hold any type of punishment. So what would come from this is possibly... Nothing at all, but a viral news story, which once again makes people think it's political. This is according to Forbes.com. What punishments Trump, Trump will face, if any? The Presidential Records Act doesn't actually have an enforcement mechanism and thus wouldn't result in any charges if Trump uh, did violate. Legal experts told CNN, the federal uh, statute prohibiting the removal or destruction of government property carries a punishment of a fine and up to three years in prison. It also specifies that whoever violates it should be barred from holding public office, but it's unclear whether that applies to the presidency and many legal experts believe it would not. And the issue is likely to get litigated in court if Trump is charged for violating that statute. It's also uh, still possible that Trump could face other charges in connection to the documents seen in notes, such as obstruction of just justice, which could carry harsher penalties. I really think, once again, this is leading up to nothing. And it's just a matter of fact of having this news story of, oh, look, we are trying to hold Trump accountable for the same exact things that we have been doing. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that anybody is above the law, but let's just call it what it is. After so long of finding these things, things especially 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 and we're going to talk about it in a second here okay when you've had joe biden hunter biden hillary clinton and all the parallel things that they have done it starts to look suspicious okay now what are these documents allegedly it includes correspondence between Kim Jong-un and one letter that um, and one letter that uh, President Obama wrote to Trump on his way out of the Oval Office. And so people are going to really want to know what is the actual criminal intent, criminal implication of these documents. Now, Talking about documents, this is very, very familiar to 
what has happened with the Hillary Clinton thing. We cannot talk about this, how recent it is, and not mention Hillary Clinton because she very famously was also accused of something similar. So I'm going to read this according to um, this is according to wikipedia.org. Actually, I'm going to get this pulled up for you because I have to remember that as much as I may think that some of these things are known or people know what's going on, it could be years and years and years later and you still have to continue to show people what's going on out here. Surprisingly. Okay, so if you don't recall the Hillary Clinton email controversy, controversy during her tenure as the United States Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton drew controversy by using a private email server for official public communications rather than using official State Department emails, email accounts maintained on federal servers. Clinton's server was found to hold over 100 emails containing classified information, including 65 emails deemed secret and 22 deemed top secret. An additional 2,093 emails not marked classified were retroactively designated confidential by the State Department. Some expert officials and members of Congress contended that Clinton's use of private messaging system and a private server violated federal law, specifically 18 U.S. Code 1924, regarding the unauthorized removal and retention of classified documents or materials, as well as State Department, uh, as well as State Department protocols and procedures and regulations governing record keeping. Clinton claimed that her use complied with federal laws and State Department's regulations and the former Secretaries of State and had also maintained personal email accounts. However, Clinton was the only Secretary of State to use a private server. News reports by NBC and CNN indicated that the emails discussed innocuous matters already available in the public domain. For example, the CIA drone program as, uh, has been widely discussed in the public domain since the early 2000s. However, the existence of the program is technically classified. So sharing a newspaper article that mentions it will constitute a security breach, according to the CIA. The controversy was a major point of discussion and contention during the 2016 election in which Clinton was a Democratic nominee. In May, the State Department Office of the Inspector General released a report about the State Department's email practice, including Clinton's. In July, FBI Director James Coney announced the FBI investigation had concluded that Clinton had been extremely careless but recommended that no child be filed because Clinton did not with act with criminal intent, the historical standard for pursuing prosecution. Okay. So if we're going to talk about precedents being set, you have Hillary Clinton here who was not swarmed or raided by the FBI was not even charged and was actually said, oh, well, you know, I mean, she had the documents. She even had the documents on her private server, but no big deal because we found that there was no criminal intent 
involved. I don't know. I don't know, uh, you know, but so something's going on here. So what it uh Jim said Trump wanted them to raid him. Anyone who thinks they he just has classified documents laying around Mar Lago is delusional. So it's gonna come to one of two things, okay? This is really what it's gonna come down to. Either Trump is going to soon, we're going to know, first of all, it's political, okay? It's political either way you want to slice it, but who's behind this is the real question and the actual intent of what we're seeing going on right now. It's going to sway one or two ways. That is that either this is being used um, to galvanize Trump's supporters and we're going to know that by soon, if we see an announcement following this soon after where Trump announces his, um, his run for the upcoming presidential term, okay? That's option one. Option two is, is that Democrats are so hell-bent on continuing to uh, smear Trump, to bring him up on charges, to, you know, follow up on everything they've done with impeachment and Russia, 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 so much so that they want to absolutely guarantee that he will not be able to run uh, in the next presidential election. One of the consequences, okay, of him holding this doc these documents is actually that he wouldn't be able to run for presidency, depending on how they look at this and how they determine what he violated and how they decide to move forward with him uh, being charged. And so either way, Either way, you want to slice it, you want to cut it, we're going to end up finding out. We're going to find these answers soon because at some point, or I'm hoping soon, I should say, because at some point, I think the FBI should be accountable and to the American people and let them know exactly what is in this what is in these documents, what you believe the criminal intent to be, and why you are raiding a former president. Because for a lot of people, that's the only way it's going to not look political. Also, we cannot deny the level of distraction that is going on right now. When I say that the American taxpayer is being bled dry by Ukraine and the unfortunate ugly part about the billions of I think we now stand to the tune of 40 billion dollars that has now been sent to or committed to Ukraine I mean and with everything going on and the previous 
the previous attachment of possibly Biden and Hunter Biden to Ukraine and the, uh, the fact that you have an entire Congress on board with what is happening in the midst of inflation, in the midst of rising gas prices, in the midst of rising crime all over the country, okay, food shortages uh, and things alike, uh, possibly um, people having problems acquiring homes and affording homes and affording rent. Most of this once again, is a distraction from the everyday American people, the gap that continues to widen between the wealthy and the middle class, the people in the middle class that are being pushed into the lower class. It's like, Everybody wants to talk about everything and anything, but what is happening to the middle class right before our eyes and everybody is on board. Our political system is so absolutely corrupt at this point. It is so absolutely corrupt and immoral that it is ridiculous. And it is almost like these people are looking into our faces and laughing and laughing. They continue to play these games. They continue to collude against each other. They use agencies like the FBI to do their dirt and their corruption. And all it does is continue to bleed dry the American taxpaying citizen. It's almost as if we have become a laughing stock while they are so engaged playing their little games of chess. And we're just pawns on a chessboard. And it's very unfair. And I'm telling you, if nothing comes of this, if like the FBI needs to do their part and they need to prove that they had very good reason to escalate this up to the point because with everything else going on right now, it just looks like a ridiculous, ridiculous attempt at political, a political play. It looks like a, if the FBI does not come forward with some darn good information that lets us know the possible criminal intent that was held on these documents, even when Trump said that he would, uh, um, he would cooperate, even when Trump had already turned over some documents, and you still go there searching, the FBI better have a dang good reason or this is going to absolutely 100% look like a political play and it's going to absolutely, if it hasn't already, galvanize Trump supporters and people that are moderate, that are in the middle, that look at, that look at facts, that look at information as it presented, those people are going to have a lot of freaking questions.
they're going to know, they're going to want to know what exactly is going on here. And I, I just, you know, this, this could go either way. This could go either way uh, going into midterms because on one hand, you could have this turn around and galvanize Trump supporters who believe that Trump is under political persecution. Or it could distract and take some of the heat off the economy. And you could have some Democrats that feel like, oh, these things are being done. And now I'm going to go out here uh, and cast my vote because I'm not thinking about how empty my cupboards are and how empty my gas tank is. So, and you know, I, I'm sorry, but I just cannot unsee this Ukraine thing. I think we have to talk about this and we have to talk about this often. It is absolutely, you know, I, I, we want to know and we want to see what's on those documents. Like, don't get me wrong. But when you have a sitting president that's set on a stage and on national TV said that he was basically going to going to help his almost help his son avoid uh, a prosecution or he was going to hold funds from Ukraine because of the investigation against his son. And then we go on to find out that there were in fact documents and the Hunter Biden laptop was real. And now you turn around in the same country that you were playing games with. We're now bleeding our pockets dry to the tune of $40 billion. And people are pretending that this is a coincidence. I have questions. I have questions. I do want to note, however, I find it interesting. I find it very interesting that Trump um, and you have so many people coming right out, coming out now saying, you know, defund the FBI. The Trump didn't say that. Let me clarify. I've seen people on Twitter, even some very notable people saying, defund the FBI, talking about how corrupt the FBI is. Trump went on in his public statement to talk about how the criminal justice system was being used in a corrupt way and all these other things. And I find it interesting and I find it telling um, that now you have so many people willing to now take a look when this is being done to them. If you have been following this channel <laughs> for a while, if you've been rocking with me for a while, I've said and I've said and I've said time and time again for years at this point, any corrupt thing that you excuse, that you uh, turn a blind eye to, or that you support is coming for you. 
is coming for you, whether that be council culture, whether that be a corrupt criminal justice system, or any of the things that we are socially and politically facing. This is why it is important to be balanced, to be fair, to be just, and not only feel some type of way when things are affecting you. I believe it was Martin Luther King that said, a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So the things that you have continued to ignore are now at your front doorstep. If you are a person that two to five to 10 years ago that tried to pretend that the criminal justice system is just so just and so moral, well, now you get to take another look. Now you get to see this from a different light. Now you get to see what people have been saying for years. And it's so funny to me. It's so funny to me that people will believe that the federal government, the federal FBI, they'll say things like, oh, drain the swamp. And they think that D.C. is so corrupt well, but will turn around and pretend like the same corruption cannot exist in uh, local places, local governments, local politics. They will pretend like there haven't been instances of this throughout decades, throughout history. Now, you want to be Brandon Strzok. I talked about this on my Twitter the other day. I believe that he was, I think this was recently um, at CPAC. I'm not even sure. But now you out here like looking like a criminal justice activist. And you want to send home a message, you know, doing this, this showing where you're behind bars and in this orange jumpsuit and you want to talk about political persecution and how corrupt the criminal justice system is. Welcome, welcome. Now it's at your front door. And so when you ignore these things, when you turn, try to turn a, a blind eye, some of you have been so okay with people's Fourth Amendment rights being trampled on. You've been so okay with people not having the right to a fair and speedy trial. You've been so okay with stop and frisk. You've been so okay with uh, guns being confiscated when no crimes were committed. You've been so okay with uh, 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 people going to jail for years and years for, for nonviolent offenses. Even, even as Joe Biden, even as Joe Biden talks about how he's going to hire all the Joe Biden administration is going to hire all of these new IRS agents. Who do you think that is overwhelmingly affected? The black community, poorer communities, uh, uh, 
uh, people with smaller businesses, people that even Joe Biden knows this himself because he accused, oh, black people don't have enough money to have lawyers. But now you're going to send the IRS after us, Joe Biden, after you just said we don't have lawyers, we don't have the money to afford lawyers. These are the things that we need to pay attention to. When these people are telling us who they are, how they're going to affect us, the things that they don't care about, these things are important to note. IRS mainly audits in the West and the South. I wish I had these maps pulled up for tonight to show you guys how heavily in the South they are. We know that big populations of the black community and, you know, middle to lower income families are in the South. And so I, I just find it so interesting that now people care about the corruption of the criminal justice system. And so something that I want you to think about and something that I want y'all to remember is that the same people will be so gung-ho for the local police departments. And, and let me be clear, because I always need to clarify, and this is a quick reminder, because you may be new here. People that are violent offenders, that harm people, that take advantage of people, you know, murder, rape, homicide, theft, robbery, robbery, we absolutely 100% want these people to be held accountable. But the amount of nonviolent people who are just thrown away, you know, first of all, sometimes definitely not getting this speedy trial like the Constitution promises, Okay, but not only that, the revenue that's generated and the people that are sometimes forgotten, not cared about and thrown away to a corrupt justice system. I mean, there are tons and tons of instances of police officers planning evidence making up stories. We look at the Breonna Taylor case that has recently worked its way up to also to the FBI, where you had these instances of these corrupt police officers making up evidence, hiding evidence, knowing that this guy no longer lived here and all of these other things, right? And you've had people turn a blind eye for years. Try to pretend these things are, are not happening. wake up <laughs> wake up pay attention like and it's the the privilege and the hidiness to think oh well that's over there that just affects them they must have done something wrong well the same thing could be said about trump if you don't have anything to hide if you didn't do anything wrong there's nothing to worry about right because the criminal justice system is so fair. It's so just. 
You will watch people talk about how cities in Chicago, in New York City, and Baltimore, how they're so corrupt. But then we'll try to turn around and pretend like the police there are so moral and upstanding. So you telling me the whole city is corrupt, but the police are just outstanding and doing the most perfect thing. But everybody in all of the political positions around them are manipulative, deceitful, cheating is happening during a presidential election. But of course... <coughs> It's no way it can happen locally, guys. Like, let's be for real here. Like, let's think. Let's put two and two together. There is a hell of a lot of corruption going on in America. And now, maybe, I don't know, maybe this is the wake-up call that people need to get on board to make sure that we are holding these people accountable. We're moving the corruption out. We're making sure that our voting process uh, is fair and accessible. These are real issues and it's sad. It's sad that it has to happen in such a way or it has to affect a certain different segment of people for some people to finally open their eyes to the possibilities of the levels of corruption that we are seeing. So the next time you hear about a story of somebody that you believe to be a nobody Okay, just a regular person, an average Joe, a poor person, a person that doesn't look like you or whatever the case may be. I want people to keep this same energy. Government is supposed to favor the people, not the politicians, not the police. It's supposed to be guilty until uh, innocent, excuse me. Until proven guilty. That's what it's supposed to be. And it's supposed to work in favor of the citizens and the everyday people. And I think that we've gotten so far away from that. And some people are so, I don't know, either uh, privileged, either disengaged, either non-caring, whatever, the, the, whatever it may be. But so much so that it's going to take something like this for people to snap out of the days that they've been in. And so as we keep talking about this system, because, you know, we talked about Trump here and hopefully, like I said, we're going to be getting more information over the next couple of weeks to know what is exactly on these documents and what was taken because to my understanding, he had already turned over some of these documents at the very least after, you know, additional conversations with him about like, bro, like you gotta get a documents back. Like this belongs to the National Archives. And so we're gonna see what happens, but as this plays out, 
let's stop just thinking that these things, these levels of corruption are only happening on a federal level. Even imagine how many eyes are on a federal agency and when something is happening nationally compared to so much corruption and similar and parallel issues that are happening um, on local levels as well. Let's not just ignore and turn a blind eye when people have been highlighting these things for years. So let's talk about Brittany Griner. Okay, because, you know, Trump this, Trump that, in a lot of ways, unless Trump comes out and announces that he's going to be running for president again, Trump in a lot of ways is behind us, okay? The country should possibly be moving forward unless, like I said, the FBI is able to prove that there was criminal intent and, and some type of criminal activity going on with these documents. But let's talk about Brittany Griner and its relation to the Joe Biden administration. This is so important, at least important to me, because like I said, once again, this whole like pointing the finger, oh, Russia is so dirty, what they're doing to us. And the whole time, you need to be pointing fingers at yourself, okay? I just talked about how the Joe Biden administration has decided to hire all of these IRS agents that to my understanding so far, unless somebody tells me otherwise in the chat and I find or I find other information in the coming weeks. But what it's going to even take to hire all of these IRS agents and the money that is going to be put into these programs, I don't even think is going to even be halfway covered by the money that they are uh, anticipating us to recoup from these taxes. Not only that, this, we going for the rich, we going for the rich, we going for the rich. Joe Biden came right on camera and said he don't think Negroes have enough money to hire lawyers. And we know that over the years, there have been a steady rise, okay, in Black-owned businesses. Now, some of that was throttled during the COVID lockdowns, right? But we know that we've seen over the years, some of these businesses increasing, and these businesses typically tend to be uh, these businesses tend to be smaller businesses. And I worked for a, a small Black-owned company who was audited by the um, audited by the tax agency. And I could tell you from a personal experience, seeing that and being in the midst of that, is not a game, it's stressful, it's tiring, it's everything you can think of, okay? And so the fact that this is going to be happening, and not only is this going to be happening, but in case y'all didn't know, I'm here to tell you that as Joe Biden goes on a record and basically says Russia should be ashamed of themselves for what they're doing to Brittany Griner, marijuana charges and arrests are increasing under the Joe Biden administration. But let's go ahead and take a look at this. 
We're going to take a look at the Brittany Griner story, and then we're going to take a look at what the Joe Biden administration has said and how they're handling it. If you're just coming into this live, make sure you go ahead and give this video a thumbs up. Also, make sure you're subscribed. So let's go ahead and take a look at this. This is according to CNN. Americans women's basketball star Brennan Griner was convicted of deliberately smuggling drugs into Russia and sentenced to nine years of jail time Thursday in a case that has raised concerns. She is being used as a political pun in Russia's war against Ukraine. Judge Anna of the city, y'all can see that, city court, delivered the sentence and fined Griner one million rubles or about $16,400. She said the court took into account Griner's partial omission of guilt, remorse for the deed, state of health, and charitable activities. Prosecutors had asked that she be sentenced to 9.5 years in jail. Prior to the verdict, Griner apologized to the court and asked for leniency in an emotional speech. I never meant to hurt anybody. I never meant to put jeopardy uh put in jeopardy the Russian population. I never meant to break any laws here, Griner said. I made an honest mistake, and I hope that in your ruling that it doesn't end my life here. I know everybody keeps talking about political pun and politics, but I hope that this is that this is far from this courtroom. Blah, blah, blah. Let's go on and talk about this. The verdict comes about six months after the 31-year-old was arrested at a Moscow airport and accused by Russian prosecutors of trying to smuggle less than one gram of cannabis oil in her luggage. The two-time U.S. Olympic basketball gold medalist pleaded guilty to drug charges last month and said she accidentally packed the drugs while in a hurry. So, um, Griner's lawyer said in a written statement they will appeal the decision and criticize the court for ignoring their evidence. They have 10 days to appeal. So this goes on to talk about this. And um, Joe Biden basically went on to say, for, uh, for lack of better terms, that this was basically like, you know, a miscarriage of justice. And that he didn't believe that this sentencing was fair. I don't have his exact wording here, but it's available on Google. And that gives you kind of like the sentiment of what's being said. Now, let's talk about the fact that this is absolutely political. It's absolutely political. Why? Why? Like, I mean, it's just common sense. Why wouldn't you make it political? Russia and the U.S. are not exactly best friends. Anybody with common sense would make it political. The United States would do the exact same thing. And they know that people are going to basically, you know, she's somewhat of a celebrity recognizable figure. And they know that people especially your younger generation that the Biden administration somewhat tries to pander to in a way they talk to us, but not in a way that they write anything in terms of legislation. But they know that the Joe Biden administration is going to pander or would try to wiggle to make this right and bring her home because of how it will look. I mean, especially makes sense to be political going into the midterms. It's like, how high can you jump? Jump. And so that's what it is. 
Russia has said that I can't remember the guy's name, but a notorious arms dealer that was on the run for, I believe, over 10 years. They wanted to swap and, you know, the U.S. is not having it. And so there you are. It's absolutely 100 percent political. OK, you have people on Twitter. This went viral. There was this meme where they were comparing Brittany Griner to a white girl who was charged with way more cannabis in, I believe, late like 2017 to 2019. Interestingly enough, they left the date off of the meme, okay? Because, you, you know, me, my gears start to get to going, and I'm like, okay, let me go find out more information. I believe it was somewhere between 2017-2019. I read this a couple of days ago, but it's been a few years, Okay. And people were comparing her and Brittany Garner and saying, oh, well, the Russia government basically gave her a slap on the wrist and they're doing this to Brittany Griner. First of all, there was several years ago. First of all, don't nobody know that girl. It's not go it wasn't going into midterms and she didn't have the clout to make a difference. So, like... <laughs> The, the comparison that people are trying to make, it's, it's just a little absurd. Like, it's a little of a reach. Let's, let's just think here. Let's just think. You know, like I said, Russia and the United States are not the best of friends. We're obviously going into midterms. It makes sense that you want this, we want that. Of course, they're going to make it political. It's politics so i do believe that's happening here um i do think it's unfortunate you know i think it's very unfortunate she's calling it a mistake um sometimes when people say something is a mistake i don't think they necessarily mean that action is a mistake like oops i put this in my luggage by mistake i think it's like dang i regret doing this i never should have done it if I would have known it would turn out like this, I would have not done it. I just, this was just a mistake on my part. I should not have done this. And so that's what I assume it to me. I, I don't really trust when she says, oh, I just put this in my luggage, you know, by mistake. She's probably thinking it's not that big of a deal. I can get away with this, especially with cannabis somewhat being uh socially accepted more in the united states and kind of not really taking it as much of a serious matter um but i find it super ironic the blm people not talking about this okay i don't know where they are i don't know what they where they disappear to the criminal justice talk all right has pretty much, at least from that segment of the population, it looked like the Overton window moved <laughs> um, here within the last year or two, because now you got Trump talking about the corrupt criminal justice system and Black Lives Matter is nowhere to be found. Uh, but anyway, as Black Lives Matter has basically almost disappeared and dwindled and is very quiet right now, at the same time, you have Joe Biden going on national TV to tell us that it is a travesty what is happening to Brittany Griner in Russia. 
In fact, you have marijuana charges being exploding under the Biden administration. It is now higher than it's been since the Obama administration. So let's go ahead and take a look at this because if you don't know this, something you should know. Federal cannabis arrests jumped 25% under Biden. After a dip during the peak of the pandemic in 2020, federal law enforcement agencies and their partners arrested 25 more people for cannabis-related crimes in 2021 during the first year of the Biden administration. But while a post-pandemic bump, excuse me, but while a post-pandemic bump in arrests would have been fair to expect, the biggest jump in cannabis arrests in a decade was not. The nation's oldest cannabis reform organization, Normal, noted the 6,606, I don't know, that's giving me 666 vibes. <laughs> I'm doing a geometrical thing now. <laughs> noted the 6,606 uh, 6, marijuana-related arrests in 2021 represented the most since the 8,500 arrested in 2011. 2011. This followed Joe Biden's February 2021 promise he would pursue decriminalization and mass expungements for, for people with prior cannabis convictions. A month after that promise, Word got out that the same staff may have been a little too honest with Joe about their past marijuana use. Dozens of young White House staffers were asked to resign, so the host of cannabis policy reforms were squashed quickly. But the new soaring arrest numbers are certainly salt in the wound. Wound. 2021 saw a similar bump in the amount of plants destroyed by the feds and partners via the Domestic Eradication Program. The 5.53 million cannabis plants destroyed represented 20 more plants than the previous year. California, oh, progressive, progressive California, where homelessness is, I mean, off the Richter scale, okay? where black people and middle-class people are leaving at record numbers trying to get the heck out of there because they can't afford to leave there. Oh, progressive California saw the most enforcement for cannabis as usual. A total of 86% of plant seizures and 60% of arrests conducted by federal authorities happen in the Golden State. This is what this is what's happening. This is what's happening under the Joe Biden administration. So not only are they going to come for you because they see the $500 that you're sending your cousin on Cash App or Zelle, okay? Now they're coming for you and they are ramping up the seizure of cannabis and marijuana related charges including in progressive old sunny old California 
where are all of my critics from election year? These people are nowhere to be found. All the people that were going in on me talking about how great Joe Biden was going to be for the black community. And now it should be obvious to everyone. Not only are marijuana related charges being increased by 25 percent more marijuana charges than since 2011 and they are hiring 87,000 tax agencies to come for pe people like me and you with small businesses that can't afford Joe Biden knows it himself because he said it out of his own mouth can't afford these big fancy smancy lawyers that the Jeff Bezos and the Bill Gates of support can afford. But these same people will get on the television and they will talk about how they are going to stop and they're going to end mass incarceration. And they're going to expunge records and how progressive places like California are. And the whole time, this is what's happening. Where are the critics? Where are the people that came for me? Where are the people that told me what such a good job that Black Lives Matter was doing for the people and for the struggle? And the whole time these people lied to you, they played you, they manipulated you, they bamboozled you, they made a fool of you. Now they wanna make a criminal of you. They wanna throw you in jail and throw away the key. This is what they're doing to you. And the media has so much disdain for you. They think you're so much of a clown that they're not even gonna tell you. They're not even gonna report it. They're gonna just let it happen quietly. The author of the crime bill has a nerve to open his mouth about what Russia is doing to Brittany Griner while you are increasing the same type of charges during your administration by 25%. Who's the real problem here? Me for reporting it or the people that are doing it? The people that are playing on your emotions and are going to start talking about this as soon as election times run around are the people that have consistently been trying to tell you how these people are playing you. Who's the real problem? People will be more mad, more upset, and have more hatred in their heart for the conspiracy theorists than the people that are doing these atrocious things to them. Joe Biden played you like a fool. Black Lives Matter played you like a fool. So much so that they're not even talking about it with that context because of how unpopular it is going into the midterms. You are so unpopular going into the midterms that you are so far on the back burner. They have to completely either not talk about this or conceptualize it in a whole different way. You really thought the author of the crime bill was going to let go of his slave population?
You really thought that this man was going to reel back on the things he's doing? Let's take a look at this. Let's, let's take a look at what else I have pulled up here. Justice Department awards nearly $187 million to support community safety. We know what it means when we hear things like the Patriot Act, uh, um, uh, don't say gay bill. Uh, what, what's the rest of these bills that they, um, even the one now about the inflation, right? They'll give these bills these names. And when you start to read the bill, it's something totally opposite. This is one of the manipulation tactics that they use and they've been using for decades. And so if you don't even realize that part, you're way behind the eight ball. But let's keep reading. Justice Department awards nearly $187 million to support community safety. The Department of Justice today announced that the Bureau of Justice Assistant, a component of the department's Office of Justice program, has awarded almost $187 million to support state, local, and tribal public safety and community justice activities. The awards from the Edward Bynes Memorial Justice Assistant Grant Program are going to all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and other territories. So the Joe Biden administration awarded $187 million to the Edward Byrne Memorial Justice Assistant Grant Program. Let's take a look at what that program is, is about. Do I have it? Do I have it pulled up here? In 1988, Congress created a new federal crime fighting program called the Byron Grant, named for Edward Byrne, a New York City narcotics officer killed by a drug dealer. Over the years, these grants have created multi-jurisdictional anti-drug and anti-gang task force all over the country. Because these task forces usually cover more than one jurisdiction, they often aren't fully accountable to, say, a police chief or an elected sheriff. Moreover, they're often funded with either additional Bryant grants or money seized in asset forfeiture proceedings. They can operate with little or no funding from the polities they police. The results have been unsettling. These task forces have called, caused numerous deaths, been responsible for botched drug raids on the wrong houses, and have been implicated in the corruption scandals. It was Byron-funded task force that were responsible for the debacles in Toledo and Hearn, Texas, about a decade ago, in which dozens of people, nearly all poor and black, were wrongly raided, arrested, and charged with gun crime. One woman falsely charged in her was Regina Kelly, subject of the movie American Violent. In a 2017 interview, Kelly told me that the violent raids had been ongoing for years in her before the task was finally called. Task force was finally called. So, for years, years since 1998. The Congress has been funding this program that is known 
to not only target poor communities, black communities that is known for corruption, that is known for killing people, that is known for overcharging people with drug crimes, that is known for raiding people's houses for years. And you know what Joe Biden does? He comes in and grants them $187 million. Not only does he do that, he does it after coming on national TV and telling you that he was going to reel back on these type of charges, that he was going to correct what had been happening with drug charges and drug tr crimes. This man is the same man that he has always been. Joe Biden, crime Joe Bill, author of the crime bill, is the same man that he has been for decades. You were manipulated, you were lied to, and right in time for midterms, okay, even though the Joe Biden administration doesn't appear to, we'll, we'll see in the next few weeks what happens, but doesn't appear to see seem that it's going to be saving Brittany Griner from Big Bad Russia. And just coincidentally, simultaneously, the news about uh, the news about Breonna Taylor's killers being charged, okay, by the FBI and the federal government comes out the same day as Brittany Griner and how she's going to be spending nine years possibly in Russia. Because I guess, you know, negative and somewhat of a positive kind of counsel each other out. At least it seems like that's the way they will be thinking going into midterms. And the whole time coming on national TV trying to act like you care about people that have been unfairly and unjustly impacted by the drug war. And the whole time you're funding it and extending it behind the scenes with very few people to even talk about it because it's not popular going into midterms because you collude with the people over at CNN and NBC to make sure that you are projected in a favorable light because we know that the donations from that were going to the BLM website were being donated or shifted over into Act Blue that was a part of propping up the Democratic Party. Do y'all see what's going on here? Do you see the levels of manipulation? And the crazy part about it is once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it's bewildering to me. It's the be it's bewildering to me that the people that practically call me everything but a child of God for saying that this is would be what would happen are 
practically nowhere to be found. It's very sad what we see happening in America right now. The levels of corruption are unmatched. And if you think that it is just on a federal level, you are wrong. You are wrong. There is so much corruption that is happening. There are so many politicians that have taken a oath on the Constitution and either are not upholding the Constitution or they are not upholding it equally. We need fierce, fierce people in position that are going to fight on the behalf of the everyday people and the everyday citizens that are going to hold these corrupt agencies accountable and not just try to become a criminal justice activist once it affects you, once it affects your team, once it comes to your front door. People need to understand that if we don't get a grip and call out what's happening, then everybody can be the next suspect. Anybody can be next. It's a real problem. It is no reason why people like Joe Biden collide to people straight to your faces and when you have fierce truth tellers as i like to believe that i am and have attempted to even when it's gotten rough to keep going and keep highlighting the truth and keep talking about these things that the media picks and choose when they care about the people and when they care about the, your justice and when they care about that you are being treated fairly and you will have some people that are more committed to trolling us, to harassing us, to downing us, to calling us names than the people that will get on national TV, put their hand on their heart, put their hand on the Bible, made an oath to the Constitution. You will have more hatred in your heart for the people that have actually made commitments to the everyday American people. And it's sad to watch. It is, it's sad to watch that you think that the people that live up the street from you are your actual enemy. The people that don't have any running commitment to you, have not made a oath to you, have not made a oath to uphold the Constitution, to make sure that people are being treated justly and fairly and equitably. And so it's sad to say that we have gotten to a point where a lot of this has become become so corrupt that if we don't address this now, if we don't nip it in the bud, if you can't take a look at your neighbor and see when your neighbor is being persecuted, being treated not fairly, being treated harshly, uh, being treated harshly, receiving cruel and unusual punishment. And if you can't see parallels, if you continue to think that politicians should be above the law or get uh, uh, 
favorable treatment or that the laws are made to protect them, then you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong. And so unless there is a shift, I do not foresee this getting better at least anytime soon. It appears to be getting worse. And it's really unfortunate. And if people don't wake up and accept what is happening right in front of their eyes, you are going to be a part of the problem. Rakim said, Biden using a black person people as political puns while still funding police and task force that brutalize, eliminate, and, ab and abusing the black community. The contradictions never change. But I am on record saying this two years ago. Uh, but I think somebody recently said this. The only difference between a conspiracy theorist and a regular person is six months. Six months of information. So now that the information is more official in people's minds now you can see what this man is doing on paper now you can see where the money is being sent now you can see how tax player taxpayers are being robbed blind now that you can see that taxpayers are paying for their own enslavement their own mistreatment their own abuse their own persecution Money that we work for has being sent being sent to Ukraine. They're telling us that we don't deserve the ability to protect our lives while they send millions worth of weapons to Ukraine. We live in an upside down world. We live in an upside down world. And until more people see it for what it is and take off these freaking blinders of, oh, my team, oh, when it happens to me, and see the unprecedented levels of corruption and what we are facing, this will continue. So... I mean, Rakim, thank you for the $15 super chat. And this, I mean, it doesn't get any realer than this comment. Doesn't get any realer. So I'm, I, I don't seek to be a I told you so type of person. It's not that. It's the fact that it breaks my heart that even some people, unfortunately, that I know personally on a personal level, you know my character, you know what I stand for, you know my freaking resume, and to have the nerve to think that I would say things for what type of favors, what type of pats on the back, my, the the level of even the level that my platform is growing at doesn't match anything that says, oh, this girl is just doing it for clout. Like, let's be real here. And so, yes, I have to run home the point of those people that you said these things about, doubted, 
called names, told we're overreacting, called conspiracy theorists, called uh, too woke, or any other, all the other things that could be said. And for these things to slowly just come to pass, come true, and over and over and over, I mean, it's just a sight to see. It's just a sight to see. That's all I can say. So anyway. Thank you for joining me tonight. We are going to continue to absolutely. We got to see what happens with this whole Trump raid and the documents and what's actually on the documents, even if the FBI even decides to tell us, you know, more information about what's going on there. I don't believe I think there's rumors, but I don't even think we know for sure who signed off on the warrant as of yet. Last time I checked. Um, so we'll be keeping a close eye on this to see what happens, to see if if any time in the near future, Trump announces his candidacy, candidacy, you know what I'm trying to say. We'll keep an eye on this Brittany Griner thing. Who knows, right? Going into midterms, Joe Biden could be like, all right, let's switch it out. You know, we changed our mind. We'll give y'all this arms dealer for the basketball player, if it's going to help our numbers at the polls, even though secretly I'm pretending like I'm so pro for the people and I want to end the drug war and the whole time I'm secretly funding it. But of course, CNN not going to tell you about it because they also want to help me win the midterms or help the Dems, you know, win the midterms. So, but... If you are not subscribed to this channel, make sure you subscribe. If you have not hit that thumbs up button, go ahead and hit that. And Bleach Damon, I'm glad you can join us tonight as well. If you are not following me on Instagram, make sure you go ahead and check me out over at Rhonda underscore Mary or Rhonda Mary Vids. I'm also on Twitter where I'll be talking a lot of noise like all the time. <laughs> I am Rhonda Mary. Check me out over there too. And all right, y'all. Thank y'all to everyone who's super chatted. You are much, much appreciated to people that have been rocking with me, whether you are new here or have been rocking with me for years i appreciate y'all y'all keep me going y'all keep me motivated because sometimes i'll be like is this even worth it but then i get an email or something people be like oh you taught me this you opened my mind to this or i never thought about this or this was a great perspective or i didn't even know about this and so keeps me going and i appreciate y'all try to have a good week and i'm out bye